Would you take the risk when you sign a new creator? No, it's not possible because the creator's dead. You can pay very small amounts of money, but if Hello and welcome back to the Manga Education Podcast, where we talk about the business side of manga, anime, webtoons, and video games. I'm your host, Brand Chen. I write and produce professionally in the manga and webtoon space. I run a studio that does all those things for major publishers. And today we're going to get right into your questions. The first question is from Jay Bodhi from our Patreon. If you want to get your question in every video, pretty much just join our Patreon. On average, how much does a publisher pay per episode for a webtoon or a 50 episode season? Do they all pay monthly or upfront all at once what percentage of ip ownership and sales revenue do they get can they license your series instead of selling the ip rights to them does a publishing deal include anime live action production or merchandise sales jay Bodie, that's a really amazing question and i can't really answer all of them due to nda stuff but i can try and dance around the answers to give you some information here on average how much does a publisher pay per episode for a webtoon or a 50 episode season this can vary anywhere from the lower bound of i don't know let's say $700 per episode to like the upper bound of 8,000 plus. It really depends on who you have on the team. It depends on who's behind it. It's kind of like when you uh, when you have like an anime adaptation or any other creative project, you can pay very small amounts of money. But if the team is freaking insane and they have done a lot of stuff, for example, if you were to hire like Studio Redice for solo leveling, you know, the same team, it's not possible because, you know, the creator is dead. But let's say you were, you could probably demand a pretty high pricing point versus like someone who's like a brand new creator that might have just came from Webtoon Canvas. Do they pay monthly or upfront all at once? Depends on the publisher again. I don't know if anyone would ever pay you all at once. That's called an advance. That's pretty common in the novel industry. But for webtoons and manga, I'm pretty sure they don't do that from the people I've seen at least or the deals I've seen. What percentage of IP ownership and sales revenue do they get? Jay Bodhi, I can tell that you are a very business minded person because a lot of creators don't actually think about IP ownership until it's too late, which is great that you're thinking about it early. IP ownership, I've seen publishers that want the IP, like want all of it. I've seen publishers that don't want any but then like maybe you know want some kind of deal later on sales revenue ip ownership all of it depends on the publisher so i can't really tell you but there's again just like the per episode thing there's publishers on both sides of the spectrum where they want everything and where they want nothing can you license your series instead of selling the ip rights to them of course you can yeah you can license your series i mean most of the publishers license more than they actually create originals licensing is is actually their preferred method because they have to pay less money and they don't have to pay for the production they can just look at the project say hey this looks good or they can say no this is not for us done right and then they'll pay you like i don't know like ten thousand dollars or whatever and license your thing i don't know how much they pay for licensing because i only do originals i only know what the licensing is for like countries from outside the u.s trying to license my content does the publishing deal include anime live action production or merchandise sales i would say again probably there's some deal out there where it has it i would say it wouldn't really make sense for a publisher to give an anime or live action adaptation deal with a project unless they knew it was successful. And the only way to know if it's successful is by looking at the numbers after it releases. And so it doesn't really make sense from, I mean, if you think about it, anime, live action, would you take the risk when you sign a new creator or a creator at all and say, okay, we're gonna give you a webtoon series. And then we're also gonna give you an anime. No, because the webtoon is a fuel to get the anime, right? You need to use your webtoon as a proof of concept to be able to say, hey, this has a lot of numbers and money and it's making a lot of money. Okay, let's get the anime, right? So I'd say no, but I'm sure it probably 
really exists out there? Those are pretty hefty questions. Hopefully I don't get sued for, I didn't say anything about any specific publisher, so I'm not going to get sued. Now we have some questions from YouTube. What would be the most difficult genre for you to write? And if you found yourself in that situation, how would you manage it? Drama romance is the hardest thing to write. Now, what is drama romance? I kind of see dra dramatic romance as something like Spirited Away, which is Studio Ghibli. You might not think Spirited Away is a romance, but there's underlying tones of romance between the main character Chihiro and Haku. But it's a drama because there's inherently a plot that's moving it forward. Another good example of like a dramatic romance is Your Name by Makoto Shinkai. It's a very popular anime movie. If you guys haven't seen it, please see it. Again, romance, underlying tones of romance. Drama is pushing forward the story. Now, the drama part is probably easy the hard part is getting like the romantic tones correct and also having it be a story that's also able to span across all age ranges so you might be targeting like young adults with like your name and spirited away right or like kids even but the target demographic that actually ends up consuming it is everyone across the board i would say that's probably the hardest thing to actually write because if you think about like cheesy romance that's probably easy to write because there's a lot of tropes it's just like pretty mindless i'd say like cheesy romance is on par with isekai fantasy dungeon action just because it's a comfort read right it's predictable all of them kind of feel the same it's not necessarily the most innovative thing but dramatic romance a lot of those if you want them to work you want to push something that basically can last generations i, I guess that's not even a genre even it would probably be like something that's very studio ghibli-esque or something that's very makoto shinkai-esque or something very disney-esque not current disney past disney that would be something that i would want to do but it would be very difficult to actually implement if I found myself in that situation, how would I manage it? I would take my time with it. You know, I've, I've actually written some novel content around concepts like that, and it, it's taken me many years. I think the most important thing is just taking your time with it because it's a story that you want to last years, so you should put years into making it good. How would you advertise what you're writing on? Bonus question, how do you research this genre you're going to write on? Thank you for your time. How do you advertise? I make videos like this where I tell you, hey guys, read my manga and webtoons. Check out the link in my description if you're interested in reading Shonen stuff or hey guys check out our patreon we release manga and webtoons exclusively on the patreon it's our goal to get an anime we also release behind the scenes and educational content on there so you guys can learn more that's how i advertise and all the links for that are in the description but yeah i make a lot of videos i'd say i post a lot i talk about a lot, a lot about my content my stories the industry I and mean, hopefully i become a, a source of education for you guys so that you guys can be open to reading my stuff but also being able to support me and also think me think of me as that guy who's like Brandon Brandon knows what he's talking about I would recommend if I were you make videos make content post stuff online about your your projects how do you research the genre you're going to work on oh man in terms of genre okay let's go genre level and then let's go content level genre level you read the genre you read all the top stuff that's on there if I'm studying shonen action all right I'm out here reading bleach Naruto Dragon Ball the greats you know one piece but I'm also reading a lot of the newer ones that do well Jujutsu Kaisen Demon Slayer but then I'm also reading stuff that's a lot more low key like sakamoto days sakamoto days shouldn't be low key but it is low key undead unluck was low key but now it has an anime so now it's not not low key but heavenly delusion stuff like that obviously just consume i just watch and, and read a lot of manga that i have like a really strong basis for understanding the genre the tropes and then i can also like tear away from those tropes because i i know what all of them are if you know the framework of the genre you're working in it's easy to break free from it because you know where the boundaries are what i see a lot of creators do that kind of sucks and it's like a it's like a newbie thing to do but also
also a lot of very seasoned veterans, like in the isekai genre and in the dungeon fantasy genre and in basic shonen. But it's basically working within the framework. If you just work within the framework, then what do you do? Like you're not innovating the genre at all. It's again, becoming a comfort read. If it's a comfort read, it's probably fine. There's a lot of people who read stuff just for the comfort and the sake of doing it. But it, I will tell you, it won't become the next Naruto if you do that. And it won't last across generations, the story in terms of like reaching an audience. So I would say... Learn about the genre that you're working within. Good example that I have is Just a Goblin. Just a Goblin is a webtoon series that works within the isekai dungeon fantasy genre. However, we flip it on its head and break free from the boundaries. We talk a lot about racism. We talk a lot about it's from the perspective of a monster, which has been done, but it's not done that often. And then we kind of take this like very berserk-esque, if you've read the manga berserk, berserk-esque approach to the two main characters. You build the frame, you learn about what it is, and then you break free from it. How do you research the genre that you're going to write on? I go to museums, I Google things, I do a lot of research every a lot of books. I sometimes go to the country of the place I'm going to learn. So a good example is Greece, right? I know pretty much everything there is to know about Greek mythology. It's all up here. And the reason is because I've been studying Greek mythology since I was a kid. I went to college, took a lot of classes on Greek myth, went to Greece, learned more about the mythology, saw the culture, saw the sites on there, went to museums there, read online, read books. That's how you do it. You just do an enormous amount of research. Again, you build the framework because you know what you can work within. The thing about research is that when you build the framework, you kind of, sometimes you want to operate within the framework. If you want to be culturally accurate, if you want to push and make it more fictional, then you can break the framework. Hopefully that makes sense. Do you think a short story for your first manga is okay? I love the videos and just a goblin. Thank you. I would say yes. You actually want to start with short stories. Why would you start with a 1000 chapter one piece? when you could start with a one chapter series or one chapter story that basically lets you learn how to make manga or make a webtoon or make a novel or whatever it is, right? I would say starting small in your ambitions is great practice because the next project you do is going to become even better and even better. So the more projects you do, the better. So I'd say like, good example, why in Japan do they do one-shot competitions, right? Because the short stories of the one-shots teach you how to make manga. It teaches how to, how to do the storytelling. And then from the one shot, they're like, wow, that has potential. Okay, great. Fantastic. Let's now create a longer series on it. And usually you do a series. You don't really know what you're doing because it's your first series. You get axed. And then your second series, maybe it does well. A lot of the manga that you know about have done multiple series before they hit the series that you know and love. That's just some reference. Good example. One Piece has done multiple series. Naruto's manga done multiple stuff. Bleach, he had a whole serialization before this one. It was like about zombies, I think. There's a lot of people who, who fail in their series before they hit their banger. So just, just start with a one shot. If you end up getting serialized, don't even think of that as your the main series that you're going to do because the main series you're going to do is probably going to be further down the road. Hello, sir. I wanted to ask that we can make manga while still being in school. I was making manga while in school. I wasn't serializing while in school. I think it's hard to serialize while you're in school just because it takes like more than 40 hours a week to, to draw. Good example, Double Kill. The manga behind Double Kill, which is a new series that's coming out in 2024. The artist is also in school, grad school, not high school. He's in grad school. He does the series in his free time, and we have built a structure in my manga and webtoon studio that helps to support his ambition. I think it's definitely possible to make manga while you're in school. I think ultimately it's all about time management, which will be on my next video next week, where I'll be talking about the habits of making manga. Thank you guys so much for watching. Make sure to subscribe and leave a comment 
comments if you have any questions for next week's video. If you're interested in learning more about the manga and webtoon space, I have a manga writing class. I'll link in the description, but also you can check out all the free resources I have on this channel, all these videos. Check out last week's video. I'll put it right here. And yeah, thanks for watching. Read my stuff and check out the Patreon. Peace.